Welcome everyone to our new Realizing Potential podcast episode. Uh, today's episode is about developing a winning mindset. My name is Laura Senior Garcia and I will be your host uh, along with uh, Garrick Jones who has joined us today and I'm very, very excited to introduce you uh, to Garrick and for you to get to know Garrick better. Uh, he's very different than other people that we've had on the podcast before. So this is truly a, a very exciting and different episode of our Realizing Potential podcast. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Garrick and then I'm going to pass it over to him uh, to provide some background. Uh, but welcome, Garrick, and thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Lauren. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Awesome. So a little bit about Garrick. Uh, Garrick is currently the president of the Huddle Up Foundation of Houston, which is a nonprofit organization created by former NFL athletes working in around the communities they live in and serve. Uh, Garrick is responsible for overseeing the education and exposure of criminal social justice reform, along with community and economic development in Houston and the surrounding areas. He has 20 years of experience in managing business, delivering real-time solutions, and groundbreaking expertise in the developmental sports space, including financial literacy, entrepreneurship, with an emphasis on organic branding. Before his elected position uh, with Huddle Up for Houston, Garrett co-founded the State's Development Football League, in which he serves as the commissioner. His journey in business and sports has been featured in several magazines and journals throughout the years. Really, really looking forward to hearing uh, more on all of this, Garrick. And Garrick's also played five seasons in the NFL, as well as five seasons in the Canadian Football League. And he also facilitates diversity and inclusion workshops on a monthly basis uh, with the Equilibrium Sports Platform. So I've had the pleasure of uh, knowing Garrick now for a couple of years. And Garrick would love uh, to hear any additions that you have to your background uh, for our listeners. Oh, I mean, you, you were pretty thorough <laughs> in, <laughs> in the breakdown, which is really good. Um, I think one thing uh, along the lines of talking about a winning mindset as we get into it, uh, one thing that you didn't get a chance to touch on was the fact that, you know, I made it to the NFL uh, without a senior season of college ball. And, and I attribute that to having that mindset of, of not being denied and, 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 and less than 1% of all athletes make it. And I happen to be one of those 1% uh, that, that, that made it and, and it actually stuck. You know, it's, it's, it's hard getting there, but it's, it's really an easy road to get out of the NFL. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, we, we, we had a good time. We had a, a really good run. So now it's just time to, to, to give everybody these nuggets and everything that I've learned over the years to help them, uh, you know, move, move, move throughout their lives now. So I'm, I'm very excited. We're very excited to have you too. And I think right now in the situation that the world is in, where everybody knows there's a lot of uncertainty, uh, there's a lot of uh, not great things happening. To be able to learn from someone like you, who is a world-class leader and an entrepreneur of how do you, not only foster a winning mindset if you already had some of that, but how do you create one if you never had one to begin with or how do you develop that? So really, really think this is a great time for people to be hearing what you have to share and listening to, to your wisdom here. 
So would love to hear how someone with your background, uh, with the, uh, you know, the, let's go back to your NFL background and the Canadian Football League. How do you go from there to becoming the leader you are today and to becoming, I would almost say, a serial entrepreneur? Well, uh, for myself, you know, entrepreneurship has always been in my blood. Uh, I actually started my graphics design company in the, in the 10th grade, ninth and 10th grade uh, with one of my buddies. You know, we were working on a bunch of things and, you know, we just came up with the idea to start it and, and do some independent things. And, and I mean, it, it was us finding our passion. Uh, and then from there, you know, once you find your passion, now, you, now it's time for your purpose. And that's what I've always been about, you know, through everything that I've done, you know, I've always tried to figure out what was my purpose in that moment. And, and and bringing my passion to it. And then from there, it's it's more or less a, a situation of just being infectious, uh, you know, and just trying to get people to understand, you know, just what they have their hands on. And once people see that, you know, and they see it, you know, in, in real time, uh, it, it tends to, to help them move along. And, and that's, I think that's one of the reasons why people always have gravita gravitated toward me, you know, just for the simple fact that I'm not afraid of the work. And that's always been my thing. I want to show people how to do things. I want to be a transformational leader. And that's what I've learned, you know, throughout all these years, just, you know, going through high school and then going to college, you know, on scholarship uh, and just being in that, in that position and just dealing with people and being on teams my entire life. You know, we were always working toward a common goal. And that was one of the things that, that just really drove me. You know, it's always, always about the end game. You know, I've always tried to start things with the end game in mind. And then from there, uh, just understand that, you know, we're here to change the world. You know, everybody has a purpose. You know, anytime your feet hit the ground, you have to understand that. You're not just here to take up space. There's something that you're here to do. And, and my thing has always been trying to figure out what that was. And, and then from there, just helping people find their, their, their uh, passions and their purposes. Uh, because a lot of people go through life and they, don't, they never find their purpose. And I don't think that that's living, you know, and, and that's one of the things that once I got to the NFL, uh, I understood that, you know, that was a platform to do bigger and better things. And, and that's what I just strive to do each and every day is just, you know, be, be a beacon of light and, and a ray of hope and, and just try to show people that you can do it. You know, you have to be cut from a certain cloth, but it can happen as long as you're putting your mind to it and being consistent each and every day uh, and, and getting 1% better every day. By the end of the year, you're 365% better than you were the, the last year, you know, and yeah. you just have to, you have to eat an elephant a bite at a time, you know? <laughs> so you bring up a very good point around finding that purpose. And I think uh, uh, for, for a lot of people, instinctively, you know, you want to find the purpose because it is more fulfilling. You live a happier life. When did you realize that? When did you realize what your purpose was? And when did you realize I, I need to have purpose in what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis for me to live a more fulfilled life and to have that winning mindset? When do you think that was? Can you remember a point growing up or? Um, yeah, for me, I, I've always been able to do a lot. Uh, I was artistic, you know, I was, music was my first love sports came after uh those types of things but i was always doing something different at school you know you know you have your school work and your class work uh, but i would always be drawing the entire school 
you know, just doing portraits and different things like that. And I was always just curious as a child, you know, and, and for me, I didn't know what that was for. You know, I, I, I would, I didn't know why I was able to do so many different things and be, and be successful at them um, until I got older until I began, you know, stepping into those leadership roles and people started following me and, and people started reaching out for advice and different things like that. And then it started, it finally clicked for me. And I was like, this is the reason why I went through so much uh, as a youngster learning, you know, I never knew what that purpose was until uh, I, I'm 41 now and I'm, I'm, I'm figuring it out, you know, and <laughs> I've done so many different things and been successful. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of the things that I haven't been successful uh, in uh, are my are is my lesson plan, so to speak. Uh, mm -hmm. So you know that's that, my thing is teaching from testimony, and I and I've been able to do a lot of that, you know, just from the things that I've gone through. And and, and for me now, it's really clear uh, that you know a lot of times different movements need sacrificial lambs, and 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 that's been me in so mm -hmm. many instances because. My thing is just trying to show people, you know, my thing is I want to be uh, a leader that, you know, is like I say, not only just transformational, but a leader that leads from the front and has boots mm -hmm. on the ground. And that's where the diversity and inclusion uh, webinar series comes from uh, and different things that I've done within the social justice realm uh, and what we have on the table now. So um, I think just for people in general, is finding that one thing, you know, that gives them that pleasure and then figuring out how to carry that over. And that's what I've done. And, and, and now I'm starting to see that, you know, as I, as I mature and as I continue to grow as a leader, you know, more and more people have different things that they need from me. And I'm able to spot that, you know, really quickly. And, and from there, uh, just try to help them along their journeys, you know, and, and be able to kind of teach from their testimony and, and show them different things that they probably never thought of or never seen before in their lives. And I'm just trying to open that door. And, uh, and man, like I say, ever since I was a youngster, I, I knew I, it was something different about me. You know, it, it used to be something that, um, you know, I was ashamed of for a long time that, you know, I was so different from everybody. But as I grew and as I began doing a lot of different things, I was like, this is a good deal. This is a good yeah. deal. I don't mind being a leader, you know? So, so let me ask you this. So when you describe, um, when you describe being a, being able to be the testimony for others and being able to provide that wisdom and insight from experiences that you have lived through, that must have come from a place where I'm, I'm sure that you've had to deal with what other people, what people would consider failure uh, more than once. And I'm curious to know, how, how do you perceive and how do you deal with what is perceived as failure personally? Well, I, I personally uh, don't believe in failure, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Um, Failure is, is, is an opportunity to learn. You know, there are, there are no losses. There are only lessons, you know, and it's all about perspective. The moment you change your perspective in life is when you change your life. You know, you can look at things from a certain vantage point and they may not be right to you or they may not feel right to you. But if you move to another area and you look at it from that vantage point, you begin to kind of see it. So I always try to look at things from that 40,000 foot view um, because a lot of times with artists, you could be right there on the canvas and you could be painting your heart out, but because you haven't stepped away from it and looked at the entire picture, 
um, you, you may get something wrong. And, and, and that's one of the things that I had to learn, you know, from, from, from the different things that I've gone through. I mean, you know, being a ball player, you know, there's a level of success there, but ultimately that doesn't translate into success off the field. You know, the X's and O's are one thing, but business and life and love and, and, and just, just your relationships, you know, they may sour, you know, those types of things. So uh, everything that I, I, I've gone through, you know, like I say, it's for me, it's my lesson plan. It's what I get to teach from, you know, it's some, some of the things that I've experienced and, and, and I'm a big advocate and a champion for if I've never gone through it, how can I teach you or show you how to go through it? Um, you know, and, that, and that's been my biggest thing, you know, just really trying to look at things from, from different angles and, and, and mostly removing the emotion out of the decisions that I make and look at things logically. Um, because in this day and age, everything is so emotion driven that people are making the wrong decisions. And those are the things that you really have to do. You know, if you are a leader, you have to be able to be uh, 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 objective to everything. You have to see it from from the start and, and also the beginning and also all points in between, uh, because some people can't see that. And, and they have to be taught how to see those things. And that's one of the things that I learned early on, you know, playing ball. You know, if I have a bad play, I can't keep thinking about that play because in the next 30 seconds, we're playing another play. So it, it begins to be a snowball if I'm continually thinking about the same thing over and over and over again, then I end up having a bad game. So you have to have a short memory but you also have to understand what the end game is too. Thank you, Garrick. And I uh, hope you don't mind. That was a little bit of a setup, I would say, just talking about failure <laughs> yeah. when it comes to a winning mindset, because personally, I, I have found in my own leadership journey, I've never worked with anyone that I would consider to have a winning mindset that truly uh, embraces the concept of failure as uh, the narrative in, in our uh, uh, social structure would perceive it, but really everybody I've met that you can tell has this thorough commitment towards living their life with a winning mindset perceives mm -hmm. failure, not as failure, but as an opportunity to learn, to get stronger, to you know face things different the next time and to really approach things in a very different way uh, than most people would. So with that in mind, I, I wanted I know you've been doing a lot of work on winning mindset. Can you tell us more about what that means to you? What is a winning mindset and why are you so passionate about this? For me, a winning mindset is, is just that um, you get the opportunity to, to, to try again. A lot of people don't get that opportunity. You know, a lot of people didn't wake up this morning. So if I had a bad day, you know, I get the opportunity to wake up the next day and try to get better. And those are the things that excites me. You know, it can be the smallest things that I'll look at and I'll say, those are the things that I'm going to try to change today. You know, whether it be communication, uh, whether it be the time I take on certain projects, whether it be, you know, just, you know, dealing with people on a daily basis, I get the opportunity to try to get better. And that's exciting for me because once you look at it on the grand scheme of things, life is short. You know, and we've, we've seen that, you know, just by everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're not promised tomorrow, number one. You're not, you're not promised the next minute. So understanding that, you know, out the gate gives me the opportunity to really focus and be intentional and purposeful in everything that I do. And I just try to make sure that I'm maximizing my entire day as much as possible. 
Um, you know, I'm human. Don't get me wrong. You know, there's days when I feel bad uh, and all the different things like that. But if I allow myself to feel bad or if I allow myself to, you know, rub off on, on, on my family because I'm having a bad day now, everybody has to have a bad day. That's not fair to them, you know, and that's not fair to the other people that you deal with. Uh, so you have to be, you know, you have to be the, the type of person that, you know, is able to go through things, but also, you know, be, like I say, a beacon of light. Um, so those are, those are the things that I look at. You know, I, I, I love when people tell me no, because that means I'm one no away from the yes that's going to change my life. And I've been in that position, you know, by making it to the NFL from the trunk of my car, you know, traveling across the country, chasing scouts, you know, from, from Little Rock, Arkansas to LA, from LA back to Mobile, Alabama, uh, living in the car, you know, I had to show them that I was a professional and I wasn't being paid to be a professional at that time. So I had to make sure that they understood that I was worth investing in. And that's what this thing is about. You know, if you have a business, people will look at your business plan, but they want to know about you. You know, they want to know about the leadership aspect of it. They want to know about the management. They want to know who's running the business. And in this day and age, your life is your business. So in order to get people to buy into it, they have to see you really being passionate about what it is that you do on, on, on a daily basis and being consistent with it. And, and that's what I try to do each and every day. That, that's great. And it's such a powerful message because it's not really about, you know, having to be on 24 seven and having to be having, you know, it's not like, uh, your life is, uh, like Tony Robbins on stage every day, it, right. but the winning mindset part comes in the fact that, like you said, it's one play at a time. Uh, if something doesn't go right, it's knowing that you can fix it. You can get better. You get another chance. I remember and I, I love playing golf. It is a, a, a very frustrating game, but at the same time, a very uh, fulfilling game when you can get it right. And I went to a golf clinic uh, a, a couple of years ago and the, the teacher said something to me that really stuck with me. And it came back to my mind when you mentioned about the fact that when you have a, a bad um, play, you have to be ready for the next one. He said, you know, golf is a game that is played one shot at a time. You can have a bad shot, but the next shot, you know, you can make it better. And if you get stuck on that one bad shot, it's going to ruin the whole uh, game, the whole, the whole that you're playing, etc. So I think if you extrapolate that to life, you know, and not just sports is you can have an upset, you can have an argument, you can have a, a bad moment, but it doesn't have to define your life, your career, the rest of your day. The question is, how do you find it within you to be passionate enough about the purpose you, you are fulfilling that you don't lose that winning mindset? And that's what I wanted to ask you is for those people who maybe are, are listening to our conversation and may go, yeah, that's really good, but I'm not really there. How, how do I how do I take one step at a time to develop that winning mindset? What's something that someone could do today, tomorrow to be closer to having that winning mindset? Well, you just summed it up, taking that first step. Um, 80% of the deal is just showing up, period. You know, you have to show up. That's, that's one of the things that I, I, I teach the athletes that I deal with in regards to trying to make it to the NFL. If you don't show up, nobody knows you're there period. 
you have to use common sense in this thing, you know? Um, it, it, like I say, it's eating an elephant a bite at a time. I mean, an elephant is a, is a big animal. And if you were trying to eat an elephant, you'd have to take a bite at a time. It's the same as life. It's the same as business. It's the same as love. It's the same as anything else. It's common sense. You know, you have to be, uh, and you have to understand that you are the captain of that ship, you know, period, point blank. So, um, you know, when it comes down to, to, to starting to make the moves and those types of things, you build on to it. You take one step and then you take a next step. You take another step and you take a next step. Before you know it, you've walked around the block. But what you cannot do is take a step and begin to look backwards or begin to harp and think on things that happened in the past and those types of things. It's a rear view mirror right there. They're, 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 they're behind you for a reason, you know, and it's, it's, it's a lot of common sense and a lot of people have a hard time with it because a lot of their decisions are still based on emotion. If you look at it logically, the moment you wake up, once you get out of bed, you know, be intentional about what you do, you know, whether it be brushing your teeth, whether it be combing your hair, taking a bath or a shower, whatever the deal is, what you pick out, that that dictates what your day will be like. You know, if you get up and you and you put on a nice outfit and you feel good about yourself or you feel good about that outfit, that now bleeds into the next portion of your day. You know, you may have phone calls all day. And with COVID-19 right now, a lot of people, we're quarantined. But the fact that we are quarantined gives you the opportunity to focus on you, focus on what you want to do, what your goals are, and now you go get them. You know, since March, um, you know, I, I, I intentionally focused on, you know, getting as many credentials as possible. You know, they were offering free classes online. And I've taken everything that I can from management and leadership to sports psychology uh, to sports philosophy, uh, anything that I can think of that will help me in my journey in, in becoming a, a general manager in the NFL at one point. Uh, you know, and that's my thing is making sure that every day there's something that you're doing, you know, just to pass the time. Um, because if you're just sitting around, that's, you know, that's, 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 a, that's a mute point, you know, and, and, and if you just really sit down and you really analyze it and you look at it, it's common sense. You have to get up, you have to get out and you have to get something because ultimately you are the captain of this ship. Thanks, Garrick. And I think one thing you mentioned there, and just to, to, to start to make sure that we don't lose the key points. So one of the elements that you mentioned about a winning mindset is, you know, one step at a time. Uh, if right. you, if you reach a challenge or if you, something doesn't come out quite right, you know, you can, you have another opportunity to debrief yourself to understand how I can do this better next time. There's always a, another day that you can focus on or another moment uh, that you can focus on turning things around. So that's one. But the other thing you just mentioned when you said you're, you're very clear that you're going to be uh, a general manager in the NFL. To me, Absolutely. that tells me that you have a very clear goal and I'm sure when you get to that goal, there will be another goal and okay. it'll be continuous. So, so what I'm saying is, is that part of it as well is knowing the bigger picture, having a defined aspirational goal that you're working towards. Right. Yeah, no, it is. It is. I mean, that, that's a hundred percent the case. Life is chess. So the moves that you make today predetermine what happens years down the road. You know, and, and it's all about, you know, never going backwards. You know, you, you can go laterally and it's about a pivot, 
if something happens, you know, being able to pivot and, and continue to move really will set you apart from everybody else. It's all about differentiation. You know, people have to understand that there are a lot of people on this earth. There are a lot of folks on this earth. What makes you special? You know, and that's been my thing, trying to figure out what would make me so special that a team would say, okay, Garrick Jones, you did not play a senior season of college. Um, we did not see you on the field your senior year. Um, so why would we invest in you? So I had to put the work in. And I knew that making it to the NFL and making it to the CFL was not the end game for me. It was just a platform to do bigger and better things. So I, I've been continually playing chess. And that's from starting my own developmental football league to, to, to being, you know, an actual scout, consultant, independent with all these other leagues and all these other teams because I wanted to touch as many athletes as possible with the knowledge that I knew instead of just going to a team and, and working in their scouting department for 15 to 20 years with this, that one team. Um, you know, you don't want to put yourself in a box. Me personally, I wanted to be able to work with people globally in order to make a bigger uh, impact on people and bigger impact on athletes and be able to share my story and what I've gone through. And that's exactly what this situation is right now. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those deals. It's, 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 you have to just figure out, you know, what the points are, what the end game is and begin with that. If you don't start with the end in mind, you're just floating around and, and that, that right there can be frustrating and that will stop a lot of people from making any progress. So always figure out what the end game is. My, my, my end game for myself and everything that I've done is to make sure that my children's 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 children are taken care of. I want to be able to start that for my family. That has never been there for my family of generational wealth. And that's the reason why I do what I do, because I won't be able to see everything that I, I want to make sure that it's happening, but I want to be able to take care of my family from the grave. And that's my driving force. And it's amazing how clear you are on it. And also a reflection uh, through the coaching work that, that I've been doing over the last few months, particularly during, uh, during this current time. Right. One of the things that I've suggested to people is a lot of us before this have not had a chance to really sit down and think about what do you actually want? What is right. that end game? So I would invite our listeners to take on what you just said and, and, and think about, you know, do you have that end game clear? Uh, as Garrick said, and you can see the passion and the drive that he has for what he's doing. A lot of that is because he knows what that end game looks like. He knows what it feels like. He's taken the chance to think about it, to visualize it. So for our listeners, I would really encourage you uh, to take the time to do that because it can determine every step that you take. Uh, from the moment you wake up. So, so Garrick, I do want to ask you a question because you have known us for a while and I'd love to know how have you or how do you use the e-colors to help you with your winning mindset? Well, in regards to e-colors and the winning mindset, uh, I think it helps you and it has helped me understand, you know, what my limiters are. Uh, where I may get hung up on certain aspects of, you know, my psyche. Uh, it, it's taught me how to be more intentional in how I talk with people and how I communicate. And it's taught me how to be more intentional in, in, in regards to listening. So, you know, anytime that happens, that, that, that's, a, that's a monumental change, you know. 
uh, because there's so many different things that you grow up with, you know, these, 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 these unconscious biases that you may have that can get in the way of progress. And, and the fact that I'm taking the time out now to really understand people as well as myself helps me with, you know, me moving about in certain crowds and certain rooms. Um, you know, case in point, you know, I was talking to one of my friends from home. Um, you know, I, I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm good on the block uh, and I'm good in the boardroom and I'm even better on the field. You know, if I never had the opportunity to be introduced to e-colors and, and, and just, you know, learning what, what that meant, you know, I may only have been good in, in one, one or two spots when I, I never really lived up to my, my capabilities and lived to the fullest of, of, of what I was here to do. So that really has helped me. Uh, and that's the reason why I wanted to put it into my league to help our coaches and our staffs uh, and everybody else uh, understand, you know, these colors and understand what people need in order to be the best version of themselves. Uh, and that's something that I didn't get in the NFL or the CFL. It was just all about, you know, we're going to coach everybody the same way when everybody doesn't learn the same way. That wasn't fair. Uh, so I wanted to, to even the playing field. And, 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 and E-Colors is really going to help that uh, when we go full speed with my league and, and being, being able to introduce this, this concept to, to, to so many people. And I definitely intend to take it to the NFL uh, and get it implanted into the CFL and all the places that I played um, because it's time. It's, it's time for a change. And, and it's, it's been really instrumental in everything that I do, to be honest with you. Thank you, Garrick, and, and thanks for sharing that perspective. Before our interview today, I went back to your LinkedIn profile one more time to okay. just see a little bit about a little bit more about you know who you are and your background. And it really stood out that you have this line underneath uh, your name, uh, and it says diversity and inclusion may be the difference between winning and losing. Right. How come you're so passionate about diversity and inclusion? Well, I've been a part of teams my entire life. And there are guys that are my brothers that aren't my color. You know, they don't look like me, you know, but I can call on those guys, you know, 24-7 and they'll be there because we work together, you know, for a common goal. And we've done it so long. Um, you know, and that's one of the things where, you know, a lot of people who who don't come from that space, they're not able to capture or understand exactly, you know, what sports does, you know, for the world. And, and when you're a part of a team, um, it, it breaks down all those barriers, different things that you've been a part of, different things and ways that you were raised. It actually breaks down those barriers because you're able to, you know, you, you got an end game in mind. And that's where we're going back to the end game, starting with the end game. Before we start a season, we, we, we understand that we want to try to win that championship. And how are we going to do that? Now we start figuring out how we got to work together in order to make that happen. And that's exactly where that came from. You know, I was just sitting around and, and I was thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, diversity and inclusion could be, you know, the difference between winning and losing. And it is. It is when you really sit down and you get to the, to the, to the bare bones of this thing uh, and really look at it. You know, if you are in one area with one group, you're not able to see, you know, what other people are going through, what other people know. And you're not able to, to draw upon their experiences in order to apply them to your life. So you're really, you know, you're really compartmentalizing yourself. And, and that's, that's not fair to you. That's not fair to, you know, everybody else. You should be able to share this knowledge and the things that you've gone through in order to help them be better. And that's exactly what, you know, this interview is about. 
This is exactly about, you know, having that winning mindset, the courses that I'll be teaching, the different things that I have going on. I want to be able to share with people everything that I've gone through uh, so they can actually be the best version of themselves. And that's exactly what it means. Awesome. Thank you. And I just, I absolutely love that. And when I, when I saw it, I just thought, you know, this, <laughs> to me, this came across the, the first time I, I ever met you. And it's amazing how much you've done with it since. <laughs> right. Yeah, we've been working. I, that's my thing. <laughs> I, I work hard, you know, but I, I just want to be, uh, and I want to show people, you know, that the workload is there, but it, it's doable. You know, it's, it's something that can be done. And in order to get people to follow you, they have to see you working. And and my thing is, if you're not if you're not working, you're watching. So we got to get everybody working and putting it together. Absolutely. So thank you so very much, Gary, for for everything today. Do you have any final reflections that you'd like to share with the listeners before we wrap up our episode on winning mindset of the Realizing Potential podcast? Oh, what I would tell just the listeners is to you know be true to yourself. Um, take your time, but at the same time, understand that, you know, we are not promised anything. You know, we're not promised the next minute, the next hour, the next second. Um, so be intentional about the different things that you do each and every day and just add on. Always get 1% better every day. You know, that's easy to do. You know, 1%. If you really break everything down, we're not asking for 100. We're asking for 1% each day and just add on to it. Eventually it becomes habit. And then once it becomes habit, now that's a part of your DNA. And that's what you get to spread to your circle. And it's all about infecting your circle and organically growing a community of people who get it and who understand and who are gonna change the world. You know, my thing is I'm here to make the history that other people read about. And, and, and I want my children to understand that. So what we're doing right now and what I'm doing right now is creating a blueprint for my family. You know, every, every generation or every, uh, every generation has to have that sacrifice. And, and for my family, the sacrifice is me working as hard as I can to be able to show them and give them the things that I didn't get, you know, when I was a kid. So that way I'm not going to get everything right, but you know, they'll be able to take what I gave them, the things that I didn't get, and they'll be able to add that to the mix, you know, for their children. And eventually you'll have a generation later on down the road that gets it, that understands it and gets everything, you know, all at once because somebody had to take that first step. And that's what this thing is about. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Garrick. I really okay. appreciate it. And I hope the listeners implement at least one thing that gets them towards that 1% that you mentioned after today. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.